0: And we got in on the ways, and we got in a little skirmish, and much bunch of Japanese was on the side of the hill over here. We was on the side of the hill, and then they started shooting at us. And I had a hit the ground, and my squad laying there in a prone position, shooting at them. And I almost cried when I did it. But there was a row of machine gun bullets was right down the side of me. Wow. About, two, about a split second later, they were went the other side of me. And you got to traverse two mil or three meals. and I was in between them again.
1: I'm Jeff Wells, and you're listening to Walk Among Heroes, a podcast dedicated to honoring the brave men and women who allow us to enjoy the greatest privilege in the world, freedom. Each Tuesday, I'll sit down with an incredible military hero, We will listen to unedited, authentic stories in their own voices, in their own words. We will hear incredible military stories from some of the greatest heroes to ever walk the face of this earth. And who knows, we may even learn a few of their secret life lessons along the way. Although none of us can begin to imagine what they've seen, heard, and experienced during our time together, I'll do my very best to take us all for a walk among heroes. Here we go. I'm Jeff Wells, and you're listening to Walk Among Heroes podcast, episode 21B, with Mr. K.P. Platt, San Antonio, Texas, United States Army, World War II. And in episode one, if you haven't listened to it, you definitely need to go back and listen to it. K.P. takes us through his, basically, part one of his military career, uh, and that was his time in the Army. He took us through... Uh, What happened on December 7th, 1941, on the island of Oahu, when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and other locations around the island. And he took us through his time in combat in New Guinea, took us through his return to the United States. And we're just thankful that he made it home safely. He's an amazing man, and and he's been through a lot. In part two, KP will take us through uh, the rest of his military career. He came back to the United States, eventually discharged from the Army, uh, went out and had a couple jobs. And then he uh, went back in the military as part of the Air Force. He was on a B-25 crew for a long time. And finally, he retired from the Air Force and, and has been retired ever since. And he was born and raised in Texas, has lived in Texas uh, ever since. And he just has some some great stories. And of course, one thing that really uh, makes me happy. He he and Lorraine have been married. Uh, this will be 76 years. Actually this year They celebrated their 75th Anniversary last year and towards the end of the episode. They'll talk about Why they believe they've had a successful marriage for all those years and kp tells a bunch of other really good stories as well Such as flying a b-25 to a wedding uh, in Bangor, Maine in the middle of winter, which is quite an entertaining story uh, without further ado, we're going to get back to our conversation with KP Platt. Thank you so much for listening and sharing these stories. And please, if you have any questions, you know how to reach us. You can send us an email at walkamongheroes at gmail.com or you can check out our website, www.walkamongheroes.org. Thanks so much for listening, and here's KP. So you saw your parents for the first time, right, when you got home or did you see them? Well, you were home I guess you went and got a little break Camp Hood, right? Oh,
0: I've been I, I went over sometime times to Fort Hood. Okay, that's what I thought. For Fort Hood.
1: So you finally got home. What'd you do after that?
0: Well, me and Sneed uh, my buddy Sneed, he said well, in 30 days I'll meet you and Wherever you want to, wherever you live down there, and, and well, let's go over to California to get us a job. Okay. But 30 days, and I said, well, meet me, and my brother was stationed at Ellington Field. Okay. And I was out there staying with him. Well, I stayed down at, at Shawnee Prairie, down there with these, all these girls. He had three, so two good-looking sisters. But shortly, on 30 days, come up that phone wrong at my brother's, and it's just seen. I'm at a bus station in Houston. I don't know where he at, I said, just stay there, I'll pick you up. He and I went down with, both both broke, but they had very little buddies. When well, out of the unemployment office, we were going to go to work and so say, we get a job in the shipyard. I still know, building ships and stuff. And then I waited to see ride, ride a guy, a guy to death, that's torture. A Morris said, I'm from Houston. Houston must company, Houston Electric, company, I Houston Electric, what it was. And then he said, that guy was out there. Said, he said, half time, you don't even show up, dead yet I don't know what Y'all think you'd like to ride a bus? <laughs> yeah, we drove our truck. He was a motor-pool sergeant, and I was an infantry sergeant. We signed known as, but I drove a bus. Was we driving a bus, and I did for about two bus. But I decided one day I was going to Shawty Prairie, and I left the bus, got me, told of nothing. <laughs> But he did a good job, hmm. but then I went to work at the Lufkin Lufkin foundry, wasn't it? Lufkin foundry, and they made all equipment, all equipment. They made all kind of, you know, of iron work. And I worked out there. And I worked looking over old person for a She was working the cafe there in Lufkin at the time. Hmm. I don't know what to see her
1: quite often. Is this the point when when you got back you guys kind of reconnected? Is that the are you connected?
2: Yeah, I connect- think it is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I saw it I mean you he knew her a long time back.
1: But. Yeah, that's what he said. But that was the time you got to know each other and that sort of thing. So she worked at the cafe. Lorena worked at the cafe.
0: The cafe. the cafe, people let me eat free. Why they let you eat free? That's part of it. I don't know. They liked me, I guess. <laughs> I felt sorry for you. <laughs> they liked their like waitress sure. You said broke. Huh? <laughs> But somebody didn't yeah. know either. That's right. <laughs> I told her one day, I said, that family job I just thought one day quit to get hard harder work. And I didn't know till later on. I knew I knew a guy that worked out there and he told me later on said I was on training you. I knew he moved me from one to the core room to make little bitty things. And uh said so I was training you to be in charge of that course, and I had <laughs> nobody run it. Well I dug I dug left. This was yep. years after after I left there that I saw him. But I went to Houston and I was gonna look me a job and I said sneeze and we'd run around all over Houston for three or four days. My brother had set the whole World War II. He started out at Kelly Field. He lived this in Port Sam Houston, Field. The old Ellington Field, he transferred to Ellington Field in yep. Houston. He and the he stayed at Ellington Field the whole war. Never moved. Never went nowhere. Never went
2: nowhere. That's amazing. Right? <laughs> Well, wouldn't you like to know what he was doing at Ellington, though? Well, he was transferred better. to Randolph, the 25th Air Base Unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I don't he know. He was in some kind of secret something. I'm you? sure. He yeah, must
0: yeah, have been. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm sure. sure. He
0: was so. in something that... <laughs> it was a... Yeah. I don't know what of outfit it was. 25th
2: it. AB Unit. Yeah.
0: But... What is that? That's in his tombstone. Anyhow, something about work on the hood this day. And he said, said, brother, you got in eight years in the army. You could retire in twelve. Why don't you just go re-enlist in the Mm -hmm. in the air force? Said it's all together different if yeah, there's more like working than all the all working in the civilian. And he said, I know the recruiting sergeant. I know everybody out there. Mm. And he said, You're right there to sign up. He told me, "What well, you tell them? I talked to him. You. what's your? They know us after military, yeah. but. Uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't give me my I stayed out too long and they wouldn't give me my rank back. I had to enlist as a private and start over. Wow. But uh that was no problem. Me, but. <coughs> but he told me to uh, said a recruitment right. truck when he ask you what your MOS is just telling me you yeah, aircraft mechanic 747 seven. and that sort of sat there and read out just everything I said on a went over to Captain Swarby <coughs> and I, I, if you re-enlisted you got 90 day leave you didn't have to report for duty for 90 days so I had 90 day leave and I went down and went down to Huntington to my parents and Sitting down there one day, and I kept hearing a, an old a, a loud engine back of the, back of the way back in the Piney Woods, just thousands of acres of pine trees down Lord, ain't they? I, I thought, don't know what they I just started <laughs> walking to where that noise was, and I went over two or three, a couple of miles, miles no matter what. I don't know where the old went, and that damn mill was running, and he was sewing them slabs in that pit. And he blowed the whistle and said, Shut it down! And he said, First thing he said, You want a job? I said, Well, not really. I wasn't looking for one, but uh, what do you want me to do? He said, All you got to do is when I saw that that song that's that piece you saw that in the yeah. that in the fire pit over there They had a pit over there it saw all them slabs in it well I went to work and I called slabs and and I stacked two by fours and
1: you did a whole bunch of different things
0: yeah
1: you, you made the rounds and that's
0: <laughs> you're all over Texas well that was A lot of stories after I got out of this group. I retired when I was thirty-eight years old. Wow, -hmm. you've
1: been retired a long time.
0: I've uh, been retired uh,
1: sixty years. And when did you both officially start dating? When did what? When did you both, you and Lorena, start dating officially?
0: Oh, that's what I was in Fort Hood, but. uh, Well, yeah. I, I, I went started dating, but uh, accidentally, I guess you'd call it. This guy was going with her sister. Okay. And he didn't have no car. And he came over to the house and one day and said, I sure like to go to the ball game. And I asked her now she'd go to the ball game with it. And said, Yeah. I said, somebody was going to, was going to ride somebody was going to take him. I said, they can't go or they ain't going. Would you like to go? And I said, I ain't doing nothing else. I had my 36 Ford. I went and got in it and went and picked Burnell up, and somewhere along the way, it said Lorena was. Lorena said she wanted to go to the ball game, too. <laughs> And I said, Well, we better go to the ball game. We went to a basketball game. Uh, the high school that she graduated from, we got there, and the gym was full. They wouldn't let us in. We didn't have no pre <laughs> reason to be there. So we sat in the car and drove around through town. I don't know
1: what's a Dairy Queen or whatever. I don't know what it was. That That is the first that wasn't a date. That was just this That was the that wasn't official, but that was the first time you'd ever
0: But it so happened for some reason I wouldn't ask her to go somewhere with me again. And again and again.
1: And what year did you officially get married?
0: August the
1: 4th, 1945. August the 4th,
0: 1945. That's a long time ago. That's been 75
1: years ago. That is amazing. So you celebrated your 75th this past year. Mm
0: -hmm. So you're
1: coming up on 76th this -hmm. year. That's amazing.
0: That's a long time.
1: It is a long time, and you've got a big birthday this year, too.
0: Yeah. What day is your birthday? May the 16th, four months from today, tomorrow.
1: God, I hope this virus gets under control because we need I to throw too. a party.
0: Where well, about? My, my little granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, which lives in Cusco?
1: You know where Cusco uh-uh. is? No. Huh? I don't know.
0: It's on Highway 23, just out of between Stockdale and Highway 37. Okay. They owned a farm. They built a big house down there. Swimming pool, guest house, I got it all. And uh, she said, uh, My last birthday, we had here, when I was here Fuels, but she said, Next year, I'm giving the Ranger birthday party, and we'll have a party. She oh, <laughs> right. told me the other day, she said, I don't know where we're going to have that party, at I was going to what this girl of does. And she's got two kids, what I'm said, and what I'm four. Yeah. And uh, she don't want them around, a bunch of people and all that. I'm sure we draw a pretty good crowd yeah, We're just actually waiting back. to see, you know. What. <coughs> but, oh, well, we'll
1: figure it out as we get closer.
0: Yeah,
1: we've got to do something. But, uh-huh. well, that's a, that's a big year for you both. Oh, that's
0: yeah.
1: that's a big. year.
0: They're
1: putting
2: year.
0: in swimming boo. Uh-huh. It's it's standstill. They can't get some
1: material. Yeah, you? they can't get the.
0: So it's a big. It's but that's about all I can tell you about World War Two. I was a lucky. I was a lucky soul all the way through. Never, the good Lord. The good Lord uh, took care of I, I instead of the Philippines, and this and that. And I don't know where it happened, but I just come to me in a bit of. And that's what I told my grandchildren. I told him the same story, about the the five. That's. that's, The man, the wife, Marissa, the oldest one. When I said, "What was you doing with the, the dropping bombs?" and I said, "I was asleep in the bed." Well, what'd you do after that? I said, "I got up and got under the bed." I told old Ivy that. Yeah now well, he didn't put it in the paper. <laughs> and it's been in the paper several times. And it's only a story. I told
1: We're going to set the record
0: straight just, that
1: that was just a story. That's
0: just uh-huh. a made up story. It ain't. Oh right. my I'm a coward, right?
1: know, no, nobody know. Like I think that's a great story. But we'll set the record straight and make sure yeah. that. I was going to ask you, too, KP, what. What advice would you have for youngsters that are just joining the military or just graduating high school? What advice would you tell them?
2: Well, I would just say stay the course. Is probably what he always did.
0: Yep. he knows better much about me as I do. That's good.
2: I know. I love but he remembers one of the things I forget. He I always stayed the course. That's right. Stay the course.
0: I
1: like that.
2: He
0: was 12 years old. I took him he, he wanted to learn to drive, and I had an old Dodge pickup. I left here and went down and 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 we the Babcock Road, and I got out, and Wade got in it, and I'd been up all night before working, and I said, yeah, let's go down the road. I just turn left every time the road turned left, <laughs> turn left. I was going back to Baddara Road, and I knew all them roads. That much- yeah. I was twelve or thirteen. Oh, back to two years. Very six feet away, six feet and all that is the The Flood Drive nineteen fifty Yellow Dodge. The
2: flood <laughs>
0: Drive I, I don't know how long I slept, but I've been asleep well. I woke up. You. I loved it. I just had <laughs> driving. He said I have no idea. I just, I just I've been kept turning to- left. <laughs> I said, well, this is where you are. <laughs> he turned left. We'll go back to Bandera Road. We left old Babcock.
1: <laughs> That's a good Sure
0: thing. enough, we come out on Bandera, Bandera, Bandera Road. Bandera Road. Way oh, here much. we were on Bandera Road, but somewhere out somewhere there.
1: Somewhere on Bandera Road. Way out
2: there, huh?
1: That's funny. It, it
2: wasn't easy. busy back then. It was you know there wasn't no, traffic they were,
0: back they those they days were, it was remote I here, 1960 uh, all these dirt roads that you drove up there, most of them were ravel or dirt so they I'm was most, most of them I drove all the world <laughs> <laughs> so they all were I think <laughs> most of them
1: when did you move to San Antonio 1959
2: I can tell
1: you
0: that 1959 mm-hmm. I retired the 31st day of when to get out of Houston? June. Yep. Bay. What did you got retire with? In Retired
2: now. in Salina, Kansas from Schilling Air Force Base in 1959. Mm-hmm. And we came down here, came all the way down to 81.
0: Oh, I left out my Air Force. My Air you Force left trip. out your Air Force?
1: Yeah, you left out that time yeah uh-huh.
0: well, that's another 12 you want to hear another Air Force
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Now we came here in 59 and moved over on Blaze Street well did I do and you worked you, a I, couple of days on a, at a Sinclair on Austin Highway
0: you I you this a guy from
2: Gulf or something oil company
0: got your service yeah, station I re listen in the Air Force Ellington Field okay And a ninety-day leave. When I reported back from ninety-day leave in January nineteen forty-five, I guess it was forty-five, and it was closed. All they turned up. All we did was throw a bunch of stuff away. (coughs) And, And me and my brother transferred to. You San around? Angelo, the oh, Fellow Air Force. Good fellow. Good fellow, yep. Good Fellow, and we stayed there until from then, 45, to 48, 48, 49. It wasn't a very big place then. I said, we said Perry a long time before. Mm-hmm. No, that was Perry. Yeah? I've mixed up. <coughs> we went up to San Angelo and went to Randolph. I come that I got just a little while, I forgot the good fellow. Went to work one morning and my line chief said that you're an ordered school in Sanuk Field There's a C forty seven leave here at ten thirty. Pack all of your stuff up and I said, "Feller, I'm married, I got a wife now. And he said, nobody don't do no you be on an airplane. An order, move. I said, yes, sir, I'll be on the airplane. And I went and told her, of course my brother was still there and he told But she went she went home to Bubba State. That's left. But right. I went to save yeah. for, stay for four bucks or what? Thing. We took one aircraft engine, like sort of B twenty six.
1: Yeah.
0: R twenty eight hundred. And then we started school, that sergeant said we're going to take that engine, and we're going to take everything on it off and we're going to light it up as we go on. We get through with that, we're going to put it all back together.
1: Like you did with the fuses when you were doing the bombs. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And the shutout got
0: over. and no big yesterday and that that ever had Come back to San Angelo as she's to be. My brother didn't even tell me to close the good fellow up. close it up. My car was in. I left my car with him. He <laughs> packed everything we had in the We car. lived <laughs> in a partner with nothing, you know, actually nothing. <laughs> we, didn't it we didn't have very much. <clears throat> we didn't have no furniture. My brother had furniture though. That's the I reported back to... San Angelo was right there at 5 o'clock in the morning I mean 4 o'clock Three, 4 o'clock in the morning on a bus and went out there where we were supposed to live hell there ain't no car there ain't nobody in the house my brother lived in and I'm walking down the roadway beside the where to wake the people up in the house destined to see my wife in I heard it. She said, Kenneth, is that you? I said, Lord, yeah, what a relief said, that you're awake and I'm out here walking around. I said, Yeah, put your clothes on. Let's go to the That won't work all empty. Rooms. But then she had done got the story that my brother had packed all our stuff along with what we had left in the party. <laughs> In my car, and said your car's at J.C. Searcy's garage, car house, locked up, and we wouldn't found the car. Now we're getting somewhere. We got transportation. Well, all was still taken care of. You wouldn't. You wouldn't of. Uh, yeah, he always did. Still. In the military, you never, you never had know the car.
1: car. Oh, you never know. <laughs>
0: still. There's always something. About 10 o'clock in the morning, I, we went out to the Goodfellow Air Force Base, which there wasn't nobody out there. Nobody, nobody. Went to headquarters in Good Goodfellow Air Force Base. And I finally wandered right around there about an hour. Finally found the sergeant. Hey, how you doing? I'm in charge of the this is all about all this, and I got a captain somewhere or somewhere and I don't have no idea <laughs> where he may be a <laughs> he's in charge of the that horse. Works. <laughs> <laughs> but I said told him who I was and what I was. He said Sergeant He said Corporal your orders in that room by one of them tables. <laughs> and there was orders They're written that order. Oh, a whole bunch of them still on the tables. Leftovers, I it. He said, you go in there and just start looking. And he said, I'll come help you after a while. And her and I look for three or four hours for one piece of paper that said Kenneth A. Platt was transferred to Randolph Air Force. I imagine so much paperwork. Randolph and, Air Force. And told him, I found my order and I'm on my way. That's all I need. He said, all you need is take this to Randolph. All your records is already there. I reported to Randolph. And downtown, San Antonio, and he had I lived in Hemisphere, you remember Hemisphere? Yeah, yeah. I lived yeah. on Goliath Street. I, I had I a know. street named Goliath that they closed up when they built the Hemisphere Park. My house, toward that. it We walked from the house to the Majestic Theater. Huh. North of walked to the Used to drive we walked. And we walked, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. How big was downtown at that point? Is it a lot smaller than it is today?
2: I mean, most, not many big people. I boos. guess the streets were all the same. Yep. Wasn't there a
0: reason bad the You know, there ain't not as many people. Yeah. <coughs> there wasn't, it still wasn't too, too many cars on the road. We moved to another garage apartment somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where it was. We here on the section or Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Old Road somewhere like. in Los Angeles Heights. We'd have four or five different back We stayed red right up to 48. They opened, I started opening bases back up. They opened Perry's back up in Denison, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to Perry, I got shipped there. And I worked on T-6 aircrafts. T-6. T-6. That is a basic air- trader. They're still using them, I guess. some of around. Most of the Japanese movies are made with T-6s. the bombers.
2: Yeah, that's what they used in the movie was T-6s. Interesting. Emulating zeroes. Interesting.
0: A six two Ms. and I went to Prairie with some more B twenty sixes. Yeah. I went to Prairie with another herd of B tw T T sixes. I worked on them for a little while. And old JC Moore was down there a B twenty five outfit. He got be transferred down there with him where I went, fell in love with the B twenty five and mm. stayed with him the rest of the rest of my career the athlete. <clears throat> Until we're there about the end. Went to Mansfield, Illinois, while I wound up at Benway, Going to Bangor Bay to a wedding with a B 25 on a personal cross country with two first lieutenants. You're talking about lead. your brother? Uh, about home. Flew the B 25 to a wedding?
2: Uh, He's talking about his brother now.
1: Your brother flew B 25. To a wedding? It was a passenger.
0: No. Oh, I see. No, I was... That's what he told me, 26 Oh, I see. I was flooded, in-flight mechanic, or I called us flight engineers. We went up at the in-flight mechanic. Nice. But we started to make our main, and the weather was kind bad, and we got so far down the road, and had to have, we had to stop for fuel, and the base was cold, and it was snowing, and <laughs> we got to... They called us... Uh, well, two or three places we tried to go with uh, traffic control or whatever what kind of control they had did said Mansfield in National Guard Airport they're sweeping the right there plowing the runway down to be open it, about 30 minutes we went to Mansfield and that one over the that old B-25 said no most of them had snowplows out there and lieutenant said, "We told up the other one, and one was a head pilot. said, I'm going to land no snow plow or no plow. <laughs> and we landed. That snow plow was still on the side of the runway. We were right by it doing 40 by 70 miles an hour. Wow.
1: <laughs> but that wasn't the way it was
0: not over there. it will slow you down. It's so, true. It's we're true. not over yeah. there in the National Guard, it was all the fuel we wanted. Right out there it started the number number one engine. Started right up. It was cold as about fifteen degrees, I guess. Old oh, D d but frankly, I started rolling the and then that thing kicked and I heard a pop, a poof, something broke. And all that starter would do was wide up and wouldn't engage. And so I looked at me and he said, you're the mechanic, what you think wrong with mechanic." And I said, I'll bet you. I know what's wrong with it. It blowing no the damn dog off the starter. Not sick enough. The only thing it could be the that or he just never seen it. I, I didn't see it that boat. That, that, that broke before. As long as it's still clear and, and she doesn't need Starter, but never. We tried to get a starter for three days. We wound mm. up, we had, we had it. They brought us a starter from Perry and, mm. and another B-25. And them idiots led in the state about five minutes and took off. No help whatsoever. They're still cold and snowy And me and two lieutenants out there, they've but it's pretty good policy. I left this sort of road there. And there's one nut that's got. Six nuts on the starter, and there's one of them you have to put on with two fingers. You can get your hand uh, in there, uh, and if you uh, ever get it on, you get a wrench in there, then you back off and touch it, but you gotta start it. Yep, to get the. I put the gloves on and that, and okay. I did this for about an hour. The two, the two pilots were trying to help me, but they wouldn't much help, but. Uh, He said, what is your shift we do, Sergeant? And I said, well, that starter will work fine. And if it falls off, it won't crash the airplane. Just put it on a diagonal, one nut, miss it on the number two engine starter, starter, one nut, and let's go to Perry. I'm going to start it right up. Well, that was the worst trip I ever made in a B-25 oh man there. what
1: about your brothers and your sisters
0: oh I have three sisters and three brothers my oldest brother was the one at Field right and he stayed there the whole war and at 1946 November the 15th at 9 something 958 the crash landed in Benton, Kansas, out of fuel. Sheesh. Out of fuel. And I know I read uh, my brother-in-law, the one who was in Georgia. At the time, he was in security service, which it is. Now today. It wasn't, it was something else. Okay. But that's how I he was in it. That and that actually went that actually across his desk. He brought it home and showed it to me, mm. which is violation of all the rules of regulation. Sure. But I read the whole report, How control and that broke out. They made an instrument approach and they broke out, and lay, but that way down the runway. It's too far down. The tower couldn't be you stand. You're right to go around and then try to go around. And they made a circle and they plowed in the ground up there in a bunch of woods.
1: They ran out of gas.
0: No, they did But my next brother, he was, he was in the Army there in the war. He was in Europe, but he did what I said. I don't think he ever made PSC. I don't know what he done. Mm. <laughs> but he, did, he got drafted. He didn't stay until he said to war where he had to. But he, he went to he went to Europe, but he never was. He was in a he liked the medical outfit, the medical corps. Spent most of his time in in this country in France, somewhere in Nice, France, or one of them. My next sister, Lois, two years older than I was, and took care of me too, like my big brother did. I'm going to take care of you. But Lois married the log hauler that I got the gas tickets from. And they had six kids. Okay. All beautiful kids. All of them are still alive. All of them is doing fairly well. And of course, they all get pretty old. Yes. Mm. And then there was me and then there was my sister, Eloise, which she buried her. Well, he was in the Army, I think, when they got buried during the war. And they stated she moved to California. Was, well, they moved back one time, they stayed about three or four months, and then they moved back again. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> he California. retired. Yeah. He died. My sister buried her. Another guy all along, sure. My next sister was married to the guy in Georgia. Andrew D. Woody was pregnant in 44, 45, whatever it was. That's when Dana Phillip was born. <laughs> and she died about two years ago. Okay. Years. My baby brother... <coughs> He wasn't old enough. He wasn't in the war at all, but he enlisted in the Air Force when he got out of high school. Mm-hmm. So what, what was he? What did he I don't you know. He was an administrative. He was a paper man and worked at the, in the headquarters in the office. I got you. And uh, I know I asked him, I said, how in the hell did you make tech hardening?" In a, in a year and a half, he, and he said, i tell you what, it, brother, I emptied the general's wastebasket. He must have locked the way I emptied it. <laughs> Every time I'd see him, he'd, bought, uh, he'd promote me one right. He was a smart man. He was a uh, uh, commanding uh, general of Europe. I don't know who he was at the time, Lieutenant John. Smart man. But he, me, went on and did. You make the general happy? Hey, he'll make you good. happy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he does He spent 28 mm-hmm. years in the Air Force, I up as a chief master sergeant, retired, went back down home, and bought half of my brother, uh, four acres from my brother's farm. So build built him a house. Yeah, it. his self. And he had this house, and he had it all framed up and all going. And he was putting in a septic tank one day, and he was by himself. My brother was about 500 yards across the field from him. And my brother said, I mean, he said I nobody's going to be working there. I heard him all day. He went down there. He was laying in a ditch and putting in a... Sucked attack with a saber saw, and he was laying on top of it, and the saw was still running. Oh, no. Gosh. And he was blue as... Oh, no. So that ended him, but in 74. He was...
1: Very, very sad. 48 yeah. years
0: old. Very, very sad. Old. Very my my oldest brother was 40
1: 32. And what year did he crash, your old, oldest brother?
0: 40, 40, 44. 46? 46, 46. 46, okay. November the 15th, 46 died 9, something. I think about it every year. Wow. that's... we wound up, we left. I went to work I, I was somewhere on a B 25 at Air Force Base. I uh, was the crew chief and flight book it, one of, them. and the base commander, Colonel Chester P. Yilder. I uh, we we'll get up for the dinner, half asleep. I was supposed to be doing something. He woke me up, and he said, "Sergeant Platt, and I know he I food. I made several flights with him. Been cross country, you know, three or four days somewhere." You know, you used to know nearly everybody who was a colonel or whatever he is. Sure. And uh, you get off and away from them more than everybody else. It's eh? a military courtesy. You got to get lost. But you still, you you, still know what you're supposed to do. Unless you're bad, still knows what he's supposed to do. He says Sergeant I want you to get your toolbox and whatever tools you need. And put in the bomb bay. We had a we built wooden boxes in mm. the bomb bay to carry your your home bags in sure. and all, all this stuff. Yeah, you you probably sure absolutely. Them. And uh, said, be ready at nine o'clock in the morning. Me and you, Israel. We're the first two airmen that set field on reopened San Marcos Air Force Base. Mm. This was in nineteen and 50 one or two. <clears throat> but I went and hold her and I we, we just bought a cute little house and about <laughs> seven eight months ago and, and Linda was born up there and we was doing all right. Loaded that stuff up the next and we went to Paris Air Force Base and he said, We'll be up here in two or three days. We probably going to stay in a hotel in town. I don't know what's up here but we didn't we saved I saved the officers quarters for them. I was supposed to be the officers quarters I started renovating the base and cleaning the barracks all up and dropping them. but when we got to, when we got to San Marcos there was cows outside the runway he said they told me yes you all them cows and we all made fun of them. And there they are, but he said, they're there where over there. They'll help me watch, be sure we don't run over one of them. We landed at a runway with all kind of grass And stayed a few days, we went back and then we went back and then we went back and back and forth. Finally settled down. I was first there playing on the base. I stayed on San Marcos a long time till somebody decided they wanted me in j I stayed on at B-25 for eight years. Mm. Same airplane. I got pictures of it where I was disassembling it. I ain't like one of them at home. You've been some amazing places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At B-25, I flew in i back up and tell another story. One time at Parad, I mean at San Angelo. This captain was going to check this major out. he never flew. He'd been fighting. They never flew nothing but fighter planes. Mm-hmm. He was a major. Checking him out where he could fly the B-25. And all he could worry about, he said, three or four times. Hey, I thought, not yeah about I'm used to flying a straight fifty one right straight into the ground and yeah this thing I'm gonna hit the ground, I've got to put the nose on am afraid, 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 afraid of land. That captain said, Ah, oh, Major, you're silly. You can't make a bad landing. at the B-25, it'll practically land itself. He said, all you got to do is, with this little tidal approach, he said, when them wheels hit the rail, when them main wheels, you get them on the ground, you suck the, kick the throttles back and suck that thing that, that, all the way back. Let that nose float up there. He did almost Beautiful what baby, he said, but I don't know what he did. But that thing not. bounced, it must have been 20 feet there. I was out there working, and them boys showed up. That other pilot, Captain, took it away from him and struggled it up, made a door round. And I'll never tell nobody you can't make a rough landing. And I said, yes, and, said, yes. and then besides that, we're going to ride it up when we get in because I'm going to have this airplane shut yes, down, boy. We Marshall, I, think, oh, that's so a, I don't think we're going we to go to Marshal. What's that saying the airplane? Elizabeth, the girl... Nearly a year later, they come out and got a TWX from headquarters, Scott Field, around all B-25s until they checked the main spar for the main spar them. The part comes out of sure. of the way Sure. hold the bag open. That's all you need to do. That more <laughs> to <laughs> take to, <laughs> the rivets out and get to sure. it. To, it's a big sure. job. You know. at five took the rivets out and got not to the middle of it. And that thing was separated. That big, big, it, big, it, 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 it's about three feet high there in the middle. big, 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 like big, 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 That about that car, well, wow! And It was cracked, to. but it wasn't cracked yeah, quite all that. the way to the back <laughs> end. They got the rating. There's a ragu- or They, they went something to, and it sat out there for a, about a month. And one day they said, "They said in the crew from Kelly Field is going to take the nose off a nine-two-four. They got one of the nose gear collapsed, and they're going to put." This and off, and this mm-hmm. was, took the whole thing off. Threw all the cables and all the stuff back at the wings. And took the whole nose of it. They started cannibalizing it. Nah, uh, so, uh, the rest of it went to the salvage yard. New York know, columbed them. You know, they cut it up on a flatbed low boy and hauled it to the salvage yard. You know, they I tried prank Somebody I tried pinch it. i don't know
1: what to Well, you were lucky though. I mean, that's you're lucky that sucker didn't <laughs> I
0: shear had another, off. I, I never had thought about that.
1: What would you consider to be in all the years you've been married? What do you think is the most important key to success for a good good marriage? What do you think is the most uh, well most important thing to keep just in mind?
0: Listen to each other and don't don't argue too much. <laughs> so,
1: You've probably had a couple of them over
0: 75 oh, we years. i had <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. We to for a week, but that. Like I said, stay the course. That's right. Stay the course
1: with everything.
2: Well, I was much older. I was maybe over 30 years old mm. before he ever even talked about yeah. anything. When I was a little kid, he wouldn't tell me much of nothing. Right. You know, I was in the army and I was in New Guinea and that was about you know, that. General, it he wouldn't long. tell me. Yeah. But you we, hear that story over and over, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. You know, they won't talk about it. I know. And when I got older he started to talk about it and yeah. it's gotten so far back that he begins to remember and talk about it. Yeah. But he uh, I know you know, when I was a child you know, you, you're you're younger than me, and when I was a child, everybody that I went to school with, in my age, their fathers were in the war, most all of them. Yeah. And they all talked about them. Some of them talked about my daddy said this and my daddy did that, and uh, I'd come home and ask my daddy, "What'd you do in the war? You know, did you kill the Japs? Kill the Germans?" Yeah and daddy wouldn't tell me much. Yeah. And some kids would tell you things. And so uh, I got these ideas when I was a child, that uh, I didn't well, geez, my daddy didn't do nothing, because he won't tell me nothing, you know? Sure. And, and over many years, you keep digging, 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 and eventually it comes right. out, because he actually did something.
1: And that concludes our two-part interview series with Mr. KP Platt, United States Army and Air Force, San Antonio, Texas. I'd like to thank KP for coming on and telling these stories and he's just uh, I mean KP's the best. There's no nonsense, doesn't sugarcoat anything. Uh, he just tells it like it is and had the honor of being friends with KP now for for several years and just really enjoyed getting to know KP and Wayne and Lorena and and, and uh, you heard in the uh during the interview you heard Wayne in the background talking about some stories of his dad and you heard Lorena uh, his wife of 76 years this year uh telling some stories and they're just an amazing family and I've really enjoyed getting to know all of them and again I'm sorry it took me so long to interview KP he he should have been one of the one of the first people uh, that I interviewed so just an honor to talk to him and I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. If you if you have any questions at all, you can always contact me. My email address is walkamongheroes at gmail dot com. You can follow us on the website at www.walkamongheroes.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Facebook dot com forward slash walkamongheroes, heroes, Instagram, the at sign, walk among heroes, YouTube, walk among heroes. Uh, we'd love I I love hearing from from all of you, I love hearing your questions, your feedback, uh, your, your your comments. Now, if you have any veterans you may know that you think would be good to interview, please send those recommendations my way. I just love hearing about your stories, your family's stories, and all those sorts of things. I want to thank all of our brave, incredible men and women who are out there now serving on the front lines, Fighting against COVID nineteen, uh, as I'm recording this, we have a massive freeze that's uh, swept across our nation. We have a lot of people without power. Uh, we have lines down, and we have people that are out right now in the cold trying to help other people. So I want to thank all of those who sacrifice their well being to go out and do these things uh, to keep us going every single day. I want to thank all of our volunteers that 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 assist wish for our heroes, which is an organization that provides basic needs for military families. And it's a volunteer run organization. It wouldn't happen without those incredible folks. Finally, and always I, I like to conclude by thanking our incredible men and women who serve our great nation in the military, the United States military is strongest, best military in the world. I want to thank those members of our United States army, Navy, Marine Corps, air force, coast guard, space force, standing guard in very dark scary corners of the world right now, protecting our way of life. And as I always say, protecting the greatest privilege in the world, which is freedom. God bless all of you. Stay safe, stay warm, and we will see you next time.